Hello, and welcome back to The Long Christmas. I'm Yuka, as always, your host, who has just watched the, A Christmas Prince. Not The Christmas Prince. I always want to call it The Christmas Prince. But I guess he is A Christmas Prince. He is a fraudulent Christmas Prince. Anyway, yes, Long Christmas, me either, watched it for the third time. Um, yeah. If you jump right in, it's cold and dark. I'm really not particularly in the mood for rambling for 20 minutes, but hey-ho. I'm I'm the one who stuck myself into this hole. So, hmm, I'm not going to talk about the credits today, for the, which is a first. As much as I kind of want to just ramble about them again. No. Um, I enjoyed the watch. I haven't been doing this. I haven't been saying my overall opinions in the watch. I... I guess because this is like the fifth time that I've ever seen this film, it's already. It, I'm I'm not in the golden period like like the honeymoon period that I was with um. Uh, Hoobie Halloween because with Hoobie Halloween the first few watches for death well like definitely like watches two through five, were like yes this is some good shit, but um, this yeah I'm already definitely in a period of like. Oh, this is dragging slightly, just because I've seen it so many times, which hopefully should be fixed or like made better by the fact that I don't have to. What's the word? I don't have to watch this film twenty four times. I've only got to watch it five more times. Like it's it's far more doable. I feel. Um, what should we talk about first? So. Let's just talk a bit about Emily, because I've written a fair bit about Emily today. So, um, the mouse that she's got in the seat. We know Emily, Princess Emily, clearly has a thing for mice. Clearly loves loves her mice and loves using them to, I guess, torment tutors. Just look, apparently her previous tutor left after she found a mouse in her bed. And then um, Amber... Finds a, a a mouse on her chair, and she just puts a little mouse into the, like a fish bowl. Uh, I'm I'm not a mouse expert. We've got guinea pigs, and even then, I know very little about them. I'm not a pet person. We like the most I had was before the guinea pigs, which we got just about the time I was moving out for uni. Um, was some goldfish. I don't think we have like goldfish. We had like in my room, I had minnows. And, um, yeah, I, the fact, I don't know if you really should be keeping a singular mouse in a fish bowl. Seems a bit cruel, especially, like, the way that people lift mice, like, by their tail has always come across as cruel to me. I know nothing about, like, dealing with mice, so it might just be normal. It might be the way you meant to do it, but it's always come across as a bit mean to me. Hmm. Maybe she, maybe, I guess, mm, mm, I'm just gonna, that's a noise that you will get to enjoy. I have so much disk space now. I deleted the big game on my um, laptop so I could install another big-ish game, not as big. And now I've got way more space. I've gone from having like 10 hours of disk space left to 43 hours. I could talk for the next day and almost two days and... We would, it, that that it would take that long to fill up this disc entirely. How fun! 
Imagine a 43-hour podcast. That'd be a nightmare. I'm struggling to keep this one going already. Oh, right, 90... Emily. Emily says she got 92 on the state exam. Um, which I guess is, like, their equivalent of, like, the American SATs. Because Aldovia is weirdly Americanized, uh, Which is something I might talk about in a minute. I said that yesterday as well. Um, but... 92 means nothing to us. She says 92 on her state exam, and I presume that we're meant to find that impressive. I I guess the obvious way to read it would be a percentage, but it could be anything. It could be out of, like, 300, in which 92 isn't that good. Like, 92, if it's a percentage, is incredible. And I, I, I've never got 92 on any exam, especially at uni. But if it's like out of, if it's not a percentage, that probably sucks. So she may not, she may be just pretending to show off. What else do we want to talk about? Oh, the aesthetic parsnips. I can't remember if I talked about the aesthetic parsnips yesterday, but I love the aesthetic parsnips. So, um, when. Amber and Emily are in the kitchen making the Christmas cookies. Um, we get this nice sort of establishing shot that like moves, um, like sort of pans. Oh, it's not a pan really. It's more of a. The camera itself is is like being moved. It's not like the camera's not like, pa- like panning left. It's like okay, so the camera moves left. You can't tell I've done two film studies modules, can you? From that complete lack of knowledge about anything to do with film. But yeah, the camera moves left, and we see, like, to get sort of established that they're in this very large kitchen. And one of the things that just really gets my attention every time I watch this is that there are two just very aesthetic parsnips just sitting, just sitting there um, in a, on, on a plate. They're, they're very big parsnips, big aesthetic parsnips, which I appreciate. They're a nice, they're a nice wintry vegetable parsnips. We don't get enough love, and it's it's one of the least. I don't know if parsnips are a thing in America, but they're definitely a thing over here. They're they're like one of. I'm pretty sure they're a native vegetable here. They're, they're something I eat a lot in winter because they're really nice. Roasted parsnips are delicious, like the most wintry food. It's like win- roasted par proper like mm, roasted parsnips. Nom nom nom. But I just love these very aesthetic parsnips. It's like so Instagrammy. Just this plate with two parsnips. Because that's definitely not the way you store food. Like, I know, like, some food, like, when we were in, when I was in Hungary many years back, um, there were a bunch of places just had, like, paprikas hanging down from the ceiling. Um, but, and when I was in a market in Spain, this makes me sound so cosmopolitan when I'm really not. Um, I was in a market in Spain once, and they just had like, oh, like they had all sorts of stuff just hanging down from the ceiling, like rabbits and stuff, which I didn't love. I'll be honest. But yeah, just having two parsnips on a plate does doesn't seem like it's there for anything except aesthetics, which I'm there for. But hmm. Also, do royals eat parsnips? Parsnips have always come across as a bit of, like, no, like, peasanty food. Like, in the same way that turnips are. 
like turnips and swedes. All of those like very root vegetables always come across as not particularly royal to me. But maybe they are. Maybe there are maybe the Aldovian royal family just love their parsnips. I'm just messing around with like word like now because I'm really enjoying watching this waveform. Do we want to talk about Amber's shoes? We'll talk about Amber's shoes. So Amber doesn't have she has a bit of she's not the least personality. She's got some personality. She's got all the sort of standard stuff of like she's vaguely clumsy where she which we get demonstrated when she knocks over the thing. The um the Ming vase and shoots the arrow wrong, like through the window. Um and she is driven by her job, but also has a heart of gold. Like she's got she's fairly cookie cutter character. But the one like weirdly like she's also quirky, but the only thing we are given to tell us that she is quirky is the fact that she insists on wearing this like fairly new looking pair of like Converse? They look like Converse. I'm gonna say they're Converse. Yeah, like she like Sophia makes a dig about it, um, when we first meet Sophia in the like um scene the scene at the Christmas tree. And then later when she's at the um like ball, um and she's been been all done up by Emily's people, two of whom have like silly, very silly names that sound almost the same for like no reason. Um, I'll, I can't. I can't remember their names. It's like Minette, Lynette, and and G- Giovanni or something. Like it's the Minette and Lynette or whatever it is. That's like wild. But anyway, yeah, she like lifts up her dress to show off. She's got her like trainers on underneath, which is um, objectively a character. It's yeah, it's not the most interesting way of showing that she's different and quirky. Like, because earlier, like, when, um, in the, my favourite scene for Emotional Whiplash, where Emily goes from, like, prank, like, trying to scare away Amber with the mouse to being like, oh, you're cool, um, she literally, what does she do? She says that, um, Amber, oh no, this is later when she says this, this is in the, um, party scene where we first meet Simon. And she says that she likes um, Amber now because Amber is different to everyone else there. Because she treats people differently. And that's a far better way of distinguishing her as unique than just the fact that she wears trainers instead of fancy shoes. I, I remember most things I've listened to or watched or read about Christmas prints do pick up on the shoes. Like, it's a weird... Almost a lazy shorthand for her being unique. They didn't put in the character work there. Is it time for me to complain about the Ordovian royal family? Now this might get a bit real into my complaints about real royal families. But um, I'm assuming that the Ordovian royal family pretty well off. They they have horses. They have a lot of staff. They have um, like... Fancy clothes, fancy fancy palaces, horses, I think I've mentioned horses already, have guns. They are the monarchs of this nation. And they are 
the patrons of um, St. Joseph's Orphanage. And we see them do a, like, um, fundraiser thing where the children sing for, I presume, money for the for the thing, for the orphanage. And that feels really weird to me. Like, yeah, it's cool that they're raising money for this, but surely the royal family of Aldovia can afford to just fund this orphanage. Given that, as I've already spoken about, it's it's fuzzy to the extent of that they have like legislative power and executive power in Aldovia. It's you'd think that they would be able to fund one stinking orphanage. I don't I don't know how big Aldovia is. In my head at this point in time, like Aldovia is this tiny little state in like the Ruf- the Carpathian Mountains. That's where I think it is. Because this is shot in Romania, so I'm guessing it's like, yeah, it's probably in like that area of the world. Oh, we're getting yawning again. I think that was my first on on air yawn of the the season. Oh no, I hope that's not starting again. That was the thing we got towards the end of of the long Halloween. We don't want to start off with the yawning. Oh, else do we want to mention? So I talked about Sophia last time. I love I love Sophia and and um, Simon as villains. Also, the fact that they've got like their names are not onomatopoeic. How can I not remember? They start with the same letter. They start with the same letter. I can't remember the name of it, but um, I should remember the name of that, shouldn't it? Um, but alliterative. They're alliterative. That's the word. Um, and I think another part of just. I don't think I brought this up last time, but another thing I find so wonderful about Sophia is the fact that her accent is so over the top. Like, most of the people in this who are Aldovian are, pe- are fairly posh British. But but then we have we have um, Sophia, and Sophia talks like the most stereotypical. It's like if the Queen was pretending to be like twice as stuck up and posh as she is that's the level of just wild like wildly false and wildly just posh Sophia's accent is I can't even do it I'm not good at accents I <laughs> oh god I once upon a time I was gonna do a like live and what do they call it action like a D&D podcast but I'm doing D&D with my friends at the moment, and my accents, I'm the dungeon master, and I'm not good at accents, so I'm not even going to try to do a Sophia accent. Um, everyone in this film is so passive-aggressive. Like, I mean, they're posh, and they're, meant, they're fake British, so it's not surprising that they've, like, picked up on, like, British passive aggression. But every single character in this film is, like, so just constantly sniping at each other like it makes sense for like simon and sophia because they are like villains they are the villains not the other villains it just yeah like everyone is constantly just trying to score points against everyone else by like subtly like attack attacking them and it just comes across as just not a nice environment to be in like, to be fair, 
I can imagine this is what any, like, posh, particularly royal household is like. But it just doesn't seem particularly nice. Oh, no. Oh, no, we're really yawny today. This is good audio. This is good radio. I'm sure, like, the people, the people, all all the people, the many, like, two people who listen to this season are going to love this. Um, bu- bu- bum. Oh, I missed out one bit about Emily. I'll just finish off with this because I, I don't have the energy to keep going for much longer. Like, so I've, I think I've spoken about, like, the Emily Emily and Amber's first scene together being an absolute roller coaster ride. And I just love the way that she, it segues from, like, just, oh, we're, why, we're talking, like, talking about maths, blah, 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 to, like, I have spina diffida. There is no cure. It's so melodramatic. The whiplash is just, like, incredibly, like, it's just such a, like, U-turn in the conversation. And it's, it's just great. It's it's hilarious. I remember the first time that I watched this with a friend, um, Jasmine, who was on the first season twice. She might rope it. She, She likes these films. She's probably listening right now. Hello, Jasmine, if you are listening. Um, anyway, we were watching this together, and that line just broke us. Because it's just it just comes out of nowhere, and it like goes from, like, oh, fun little light-hearted uh, kind of passive-aggressive scene to, like, oh, let's get incredibly dark and talk about, like, this chronic disease that the child's got. Yeah, that was Watch Frame pretty enjoyable i'm tired i have no energy today i have my last class of the year though so that was yeah last class of the year so now i just need to write an essay and then i can just sleep anyway so if you've enjoyed this and somehow if you if you've enjoyed this there's so many things you can do to help support the podcast you can share it with your friends, share it on social media, any way to help promote the podcast. It's not exactly easy to um, grow something like this without um, a pre-existing audience. Um, and algorithms on the, like, pay, the like I, I want to say storefronts, but you don't pay for this. So, like, I'll just say storefronts. Like, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, they're not great. So if you do enjoy this, um, share it, interact with the podcast in any way you can. Um, follow me on my socials, they'll all be linked in the description. Um, um, read my blog. I should have something new coming out this weekend as we get sort of into the Christmassy season. All of the end of the year stuff. Um, my my like game of the year, my albums of the year, my um, top films of the year. Uh, that'll all be that'll all be out. Also, I do intend to write. I kind of have like, I kind of want to write um like fake history for Aldovia, but mm, we we'll see. That it's it's a fun place. Um, if you really really like what I'm doing, and want to do more than all of just those things, then I've got a Patreon, which is also linked in the description. And if you if you have any sort of comments on the podcast and don't want to at me or whatever then um you can email me at um the long halloween pod at gmail the uh, you can email me at the long halloween pod at gmail.com also in the description so yeah this has been the long long christmas i have been Eva as always um i'll see you 
um, tomorrow for our fourth viewing of A Christmas Prince. Ho ho ho. We'll get there eventually with the ending. Bye.